0: Yeah, it, um, definitely Ray Stokes. Um, so I, I met him. Uh, I would have been I guess I would have been 16 when I met him. So he was doing clinics up in Canada. Um, he'd be there for six to eight weeks every summer, and I started skiing with him when I was 16. And, and uh, uh, I started skiing with him when, it, when I was 16. And, and for some reason, you know, like he just he had said to me right from the start, you know, he's like, "You're going to be one of the best in the world one day."
1: What's happening, Water Ski World? Welcome back to the Water Ski Podcast, uh, Episode 38. Crazy to think of. We're already at episode 38, but here we are with the first part of my ongoing interview with Trent Fieldenson. Trent is a dear friend, a super committed water skier, uh, a fellow UL Lafayette alumni. And I did say ongoing because we started this interview whilst I was in, in the United States. And then for several reasons, different commitments, we hadn't managed to continue our interview for a while, but uh, stick around because you'll you'll hear from Trent after this um, episode some more. The uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. This podcast has been a source of profound happiness for me, and I think by judging from the feedback I've been receiving, it's been somewhat of a source of, you know, happiness, knowledge, um, entertainment, if anything, for a lot of people in the sport. So super grateful that I get to do this as part of my weekly activities, I guess. Um, I keep getting questions about how to help the podcast, uh, how to, you know, support this effort to promote the sport. So I'll give you three options today. The first one is... Subscribe to the podcast. I know some of you just get the links through other means and get the episodes that way. If you listen on Spotify, if you listen on Apple, Google, wherever you listen, click on that subscribe button because that helps create and promote the podcast. Share on social media, share with friends. I can't stress enough how those things review, like those things really, truly help the podcast to be more exposed and hopefully to continue getting people close to the sport, get back into the sport like it's been happening already. Um, So if you can help that way, that would be much appreciated. The second way is to get on the Flowpoint Method program. Yeah, this is one of the sponsors, actually the first sponsor of the podcast and the Flowpoint Method, brand new online water ski training program developed by Jenny Labaugh and the Rastafari sh- buoy shredding ski designing man that is Marcus Brown. Um, and really, performance in any sport depends on a lot of factors. And the holistic approach that Jenny and Marcus adopted in creating the Flowpoint Method is for people who are truly committed to take their skin to the next level. They cover technique, fitness, nutrition, mindset. Uh, and as you might have heard before, I will be collaborating for the mindset section of the FlowPoint method. Also, the um, FlowPoint method it has a three days of trial. So you can get online, get your membership, get these three free days, get a feel for what it is. Now it's probably the perfect time because Starting yesterday, they rolled out the in-season training program. So you can take a look at that as well and see if this program fits for, for your needs. But my sense is that if you if you care about getting a few extra buoys and becoming a better skier, um, which, you know, doesn't just involve where your hips are, um, I think the Flowpoint Method is the program for you. So why did I say this in terms of supporting the podcast? Well, if you become a member of the Flowpoint Method through the podcast, that helps me and the podcast. So if you want to try this out, you can go on the waterskipodcast.com slash flowpointmethod, one word. Again, the waterskipodcast.com slash flowpointmethod, or you can click in the link in the show notes. And finally, the third way in which you can help the podcast is to decide to sponsor it. Um, I am now somewhat set up to accept advertisement. So if you are interested, you can go on waterskipodcast.com support, and you'll find a form there to inquire about advertisement opportunities. So if you're interested, you want to shoot me an email and see what advertisement can do for you on the podcast. Um, just go on slash support and you'll find a way to write me an email there. Okay, enough with the announcements and and intro. Here's my uh, the beginning of my interview with Trent. Uh, Trent is a complete, full-on, die-hard waterski ambassador and coach and skier and he also is a fellow podcaster, I guess that's the word. Um, he has a great podcast with uh, with Chris Rossi called The Spraymakers. They really go deep into technique and, and like the nitty-gritty of, of slalom skiing. So if you haven't checked it out, you can find Spraymakers on Apple, Spotify, all the good stuff. So let's just jump right in into the first part of my interview with Trent. Enjoy <laughs> want to jump in?
0: Yep. I'm good.
1: Trent, my man, welcome to the Waterski podcast. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh like honored to uh, that you asked me to to stop in. Man, I've been listening and and I love what you're doing. It's a, it's a crazy time. Um you know, content for Available content was limited to the magazine for so many years, and having been a you know a, a big part of the magazine uh, and a mag- the magazine having been a big, big part of my life when it went away it, it was it was crickets for a moment, and now there's just so many options there's there's so much available content right now, even before the world um, closed its doors for a moment, uh, there was just so much stuff out there
1: yeah I know it's it's a cool time, and I think you know like uh, the more content is out, the better it is for everyone Oh, nice mug by the way mm-hmm. uh, raging cages. Raging. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're already thrown two big parts of your, uh, journey. Uh, but as you know, at the water ski podcast, I like to start from the beginning. So yes. how'd you get into the sport?
0: Simple. Um, I grew up on a public lake, so it was in my, you know, it was at my front door. Um, uh, my, you know, my, my parents recreationally skied, I, I can, re, you know, vaguely remember seeing my mom ski once um i remember my dad all i remember about him is that he could do a beach start on a slalom ski oh there you go um, five calls a slack and an outboard and 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 i remember thinking at that moment he was probably the best skier in the world
1: yep yeah so when did you do your first set how old were you
0: uh, yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I remember, I remember, uh, the rule was you, you had to know how to swim or be brave enough to, to swim in the middle of the lake. Um, and I can remember my dad throwing me over the edge of the boat, uh, terrified. And then from that moment on, I was allowed to ski. So I, I don't really know how old I was. I was young though, you know, probably four or five.
1: So do you remember your first set? No. No. What is the Not first set you remember? Like a, a uh, clear picture of a set yeah. when you were really young.
0: Yeah, so my, my older brother was already tournament skiing. I was still just skiing on two skis, um, and, and I remember uh, pretending to run the slalom course, uh, just going. And in my mind, I knew there were six buoys, <clears throat> but I, I thought the the process was after you ran a pass, then there was eight buoys, and then there was ten buoys, and then there was twelve buoys. So I that was I remember playing this game, you know, pretending to run the course, and then every time I would do it, then I'd start over and add another two buoys. There um, you go. That's the, that's the first. That's probably the first set I remember.
1: That's cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool one. Yeah, obviously it would make sense that after six there would be more. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the game is a bit different. Logistical yeah. nightmare. <laughs> yeah, logistical nightmare for sure. Um, and so yeah, like obviously you grew up with a very short season, right? You're from Canada. Like it gets yeah. cold pretty early and it gets warm very late in the year. Um, When did you start sort of wanting for more in terms of like seeking water, seeking nice weather?
0: Yeah, I remember we are probably um, 10 years old and we were presented at that point with the option, you know, either you guys can play hockey or you can water ski. Um, You know, we can't afford to do both. Yeah. Um, And and I I mean, I'm sure the thought process was I I didn't want to... You know, shovel the rink in Paddockwood, Saskatchewan, when it's minus thirty, and and I knew that Florida meant Disneyland. So we just, you know, we said, okay, we'll quit playing hockey if we can go to Florida for it was probably a week, you know, that that winter. My parents, uh, probably my dad and. Uh, Jim Clooney, he was a, a Canadian jumper. He was, I mean, he won everything, yeah. won a whole bunch of, you know, team world titles and pro band. Anyway, he, it, pro- I, it would have been probably my dad and his dad, um, drove down, drove us down there together. And we went to, um, Jack Travers for a week. Oh, there you years go. Old. Classic. Yeah, classic yeah, and That was, blade. just that was yeah. And that was the start, you know? Um, at that point, hockey was just pick up rec hockey only. And, and we water skied. This is kind of what we did you know so, but but it was a strictly hobby though i mean it was you know the ice goes off you know mid-may uh first snow first snowfall is in september so you know it was just something we did in the summer
1: yeah yeah and when did that change because I mean, I mean first of all you're saying you and your brother so that means that you guys were were through this journey together skiing together yeah
0: my my old my older my, i have a twin brother who, who you know he did ski for a moment um not really long. you know, he, w- he didn't want to, he didn't want to waste his, his, summers at the lake. He, he wanted to make money. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he was an entrepreneur from the time he was 13 years old. He started his first business and, and, and so he went that way. I fo- I followed my older brother, um, through, through this deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when then, it, when did it go for you from recreational A mm-hmm. few months in the summer, maybe with that mm-hmm. Florida trip, you know, here and there. To then, yeah. no, this is something I want to pursue and do <laughs> tournaments and.
0: Yeah, it, um, definitely Ray Stokes. Um, so I, I met him. Uh, I would have been I I would have been sixteen when I met him. So he was doing clinics up in Canada. Um, he'd be there for six to eight weeks every summer, and I started skiing with him when I was sixteen. And and. Uh, mm, <clears throat> Sorry, it's all right. Mm. Ugh, that was out of left field. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I started seeing with him when, when I was sixteen, and, and for some reason, you know, he, like he just he had said to me right from the start, you know, he's like, "You're going to be one of the best in the world one day." Wow. Ugh. Sorry. Yeah, I'm no gonna problem. compose myself here. <laughs> no problem. But, um, yeah. So anyway, when he said it, I wasn't even remarkable. You know what I mean? I, I was good for Saskatchewan and and. But I mean, I was just you know just starting to run thirty five off and and uh, but it had like a profound effect. So you you know if from there the next summer he came back and I was in. Tenth grade that year, um, and then he just had said like you. Y- you know, you're really good. There's no limit to how good you're going to be. Um, so he said, my advice is, you know, I know school is important to you and it's important to your family. So let's, let's wrap this, this schooling up as quickly as you can. And I want you to move to Australia with me and, um, you know, move in with my family. Uh, <clears throat> his wife was Geraldine, uh, there, you know, at the time, Geraldine, um, was his wife, and anyway, so I moved in with, <laughs> that was the plan, anyway, he set this plan in motion for me, so, you know, uh, with my mom's help, I, I graduated early, and and, and I kind of got this thing set in motion there, and it, uh that, um there's a, you know, podcast, so, it, the reason why all those unnatural pauses is, uh, Ray died, you know, probably going on seven years ago now, and it was, he was just a really important, uh, you know, he facilitated this whole thing for me, uh, well, I mean, along with other people, so uh i hadn't talked about him in a while
1: yeah i mean that's that would leave a mark to anyone if someone tells you you know you're going to be one of the best in the world uh and i mean again running 35 off is not that it's nothing like it's something remarkable let's face it yeah but but, it's not indicative of that no
0: absolutely not i mean i wasn't even good on a national level you know like I, i I was one of the guys that, you know, maybe was going to do okay, but I I wasn't, you know, I wasn't that good and I didn't have any aspirations, uh, thus, you know, I mean, it was, I was just going to do this until, uh, university and kind of ski in the summer. I I, I didn't really put any thought into it, you know? And, uh, and then it's my, you know, I look back now and, uh, I mean, Ray would like this too, but I, I think like, man, I wonder, I wonder if he even knew what he was saying and I wonder if he knew the effect it was having on me or, you know, did he just want someone to come drive the boat at of ski school? You know, what I mean? You know, he liked me, he liked hanging out with me. You know, he thought I'd be, you know, he knew I was a hard worker. I was like, ah, this guy might've played me right from the start, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, well, I mean, that thought crossed my mind for half a second, but it went away very quickly. That, that's- no, but
0: I mean, but Ray would appreciate that. I mean, and, and it, I mean, whatever his intent was, you know whether he really thought i was good or or whether he just wanted to hang out with me and more you know cuz we we're, were pretty good buddies um it uh and and, and like you know at, it just a, a quick aside you know as a as a coach like a full time coach now i am that taught me to be careful 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 with your words you, you know cuz in the same way i mean you can alter people's life paths you know it's a coach athlete is a strange relationship and and in, in, in the same way that he perhaps off the cuff, um, you know, built me up and, and changed my life. You can, you can have the exact opposite effect without, with, you know, with very little intent, you know, say the wrong thing at the wrong time. And that, you know, you can, you can like tear someone down as quickly as you build them up. And, and, you know, even, even if it's inadvertently, like you just, I think you have to be respectful of that, of the power of that relationship.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's an extremely powerful relationship. Like for, on both sides, right? Like on, on both parties, and it could go in, in either direction. Yeah. Um, so, was that your first experience with coaching? So, like, give me an idea. Up until that level, were you just like sort of figuring out with your brother, trying to run more movies? Y- yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like probably the, you, the first person that helped facilitate would have been uh, Jim Clooney uh, and his family. So they were, you know, obviously Jim was from Saskatchewan also and and you know when I was okay. a kid he was the guy going to worlds and going to Moomba and winning events and skiing the masters and I mean he I mean he revo- he absolutely revolutionized the sport. You know, it was himself and and uh Jeff Carrington were, you know were the first guys to start inching their skis a little bit longer but they were the first guys that, that you, you know weren't completely upright in the air like like a Sammy Duvall, they were the first guys that were starting to you know understand the effect of or the continued lift effect that you can get you know just through the right you know the right type of air form and um, so he and his family you know his his dad Gord um, his mom Eileen you know they would host they would host the entire province so you know maybe there'd be 8 10 12 kids and we'd all go live at their house ski at their public lake for 2 weeks. And then that whole crew, all these kids would come live at my parents' house and ski on our public lake for 2 weeks. So it was a uh, you know, there was like this sort of team training aspect back then when it, it wasn't even really a team, but um just you know, our two families together uh really helped drive the sport in the province. So it was a uh, the first people, you know, it would have been, it would have. Been, I mean, I can remember. Like, okay, sorry, back to your question. The first coaching, I can remember skiing on. It's called Kippabiska, and it's, a, it's just a huge public lake. And I remember Gord Clooney, Jim, Jim Clooney's father driving, my dad it, watching, and he was. He's got, uh, Joel McClintock's, uh, A to Z of water skiing. I think is what the book was called. Right. And. And it was all three events and, and I'm tricking and he's, he's like reading out of the book, you know, trying to teach me how to do a Waco, you know? <laughs> so that was my first, and I can remember that, dude. It's it's crazy, but that was, that would have been my first coaching. And, you know, until I met, until I met Ray.
1: Yeah. So did you end up doing the move? Did you go to Australia?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did, um, four of, uh, four of our winters, their summers over there and back to back. I, I I was there until, uh, I guess I did uh, 96, 97,
1: 98, 99. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was yeah. after high school, winters, like Northern Hemisphere winters in Australia. Summer? Yeah. Were you in the U.S.? Were back, you still back home? Back,
0: um, I, I go to U.S. a little bit because my older brother was down there. And then, and then um, uh, then but no, the summers were still at home, yeah. you know, because actually Ray was still coming over in the summer.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, you had that yeah, as well. Yeah, I'd ski
0: with him in the winter. Then, yeah, then we, you know, we'd run our own, me and the, you know, the Highs family was the other um, family that really helped, helped drive the sport. So, you know, it was actually Art and Ann Highs um, at another lake in northern Saskatchewan, Loon Lake, big public lake. They would host um, more high-performance camps all summer where, where they would bring Ray Stokes in and, and uh, you know, they would run like kind of a, you know, a de facto ski school, yeah um yeah uh yeah
1: so i've asked this guest other other guests this question and i'm gonna ask this to you too um when was it that you had a moment where you said damn i'm good at this i'm I'm a good water skier you know
0: huh yeah i don't man i don't know <laughs> i don't i really i i that one i don't know um and again, you know, you, you know what? Maybe, maybe, really, the first time when I was like, "Holy, holy!" You know, this this might be a thing. It, it is a. Uh, it's probably it might have been my my last year, my last collegiate nationals. You know, okay, uh, two thousand three. Like, you know, I, I. I was, you know, i run a mid thirty nine, and and I was, you know, I'd run thirty nine practice, but I, I, yeah, I never, you never know, really thought I was that, that good until that tournament. Yeah, um, yeah, so I was like, wow, you know, because. Yeah, I ended up second, um, you know. But I mean, you know, it was like like Will Asher and Thomas Gasperi, and I mean, I mean, the the best skiers they're still the best skiers on the planet, you know. And yep. and that week that weekend when it mattered, you know, um, I, I was leading until the last rotation, mm-hmm. you know. Cale um, Burdick beat me. And uh, it's a name everyone knows now, but at that time, after after you know, I knew I'd beat Will. I knew it, Will was on my team. You know, we both skied for U uh, L, uh, the Raging Cajuns, had a Lafayette. So you know, I mean, so it wasn't like I was prating around. Wow, I beat Will. But but in hindsight, I was like, holy crap, I beat Will. I beat De and then it was like this kid. I I had no idea who he was, and he went to Purdue, and I had no idea where where that was. Right, (laughs) and uh, yeah, and and he just—I mean, he he took that that title. um, But but that aside, that was the first day that yeah, that that was probably the first time I thought, oh, you know, that I was maybe maybe Ray was right, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it's funny how this moment comes to people in different ways. Like, I mean, at different ages, you know, like because. You know, like Wade told me, I think it was like when he won his first nationals at age 13 or whatever he was. Like, that's when he went like, wow, I'm struggling to play basketball in my high school. I'm not even nowhere near the best, but I'm yeah. national champion. You know, like, so it's funny how yeah. that moment comes differently for, for anyone. Um, yeah. Let's step back a little bit. So obviously you went to UL Lafayette. Uh, what did you do, yeah.
0: 99 203? Uh No, I started in O. Oh, um, sorry, I started in two thousand one, actually, in September of two thousand
1: one. Okay, but you said your yeah. last nationals was oh three.
0: I did oh one, oh two, oh three, oh four. I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we. So two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. It was definitely two thousand one because I I know my first semester was was you know September eleventh. Yeah. Which was 2001. So, yeah, the 01, 02, 03, 04. So we won in 03. That's where that's where I get confused. Yeah. we, we uh, Lafayette won the title in 03. We lost by five points in 04. So it, it would have been the 04 Nationals was the first time that, uh, back to that question a little more accurately, uh, when I kind of had that realization. Oh, okay. Yes. So you got 01, second
1: oh. in slalom in 04.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Which? Yeah. Even more loaded, considered that you know, Will had already got a silver at the Worlds and Tigas was already kind of becoming Tigas, so I can see how that was like, okay, well, there's something to yeah. this. I can, I can perform,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Give me okay, so before we go into your collegiate days, which I know you have dear, fond memories of, um, for sure, did you represent Canada at any of like the junior tournaments? Nothing, uh, nothing. So no. and I and and I'm old
0: enough though I kind of predate Junior Worlds so I don't believe there was Junior Worlds back then. Right. Um, but but no, absolutely not. No no Pan Ams, Nothing. I I had never made a, you know. And back to that original point. Like I mean, I just I liked it. I can't even say I liked it. I just wasn't that good though. Uh, the my the first time I represented Canada would have been the 2005 Worlds in China. Ah okay. On the elite team. Yeah. Oh,
1: so that your first time representing Canada was like at the top top.
0: Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Yeah, no juniors, no Pan Ams, nothing. Straight to the, so, straight to the world's.
1: So the question comes, uh, how did you make it into UL Lafayette? And I, the reason why I say that is, you know, it was already a highly competitive team. They had, you know, yeah. plans of winning the Nationals. You had never represented the the Canadian team. So, like, you also have to yeah. put yourself on the spot, like, to make sure that they accept yeah. you. How did that get? Yeah,
0: you, you know what it was? It was, uh, I, I think, it, and, and 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 I've told them, you know, I can't tell them enough. Uh, it was, it was, I mean, it was Scott Jones. So Scott, Scott and Linda Jones, uh, who are alum themselves, uh, they were managing the team at that point. Uh, and I had come into town to visit uh, a friend who was going to school there. Um, and I, I coached, I coached Scott over the weekend and, and, and we just, you know, we, we clicked as, as, ski partners and 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 he appreciated the way i coached and so it it was probably that was would have been more my in you know i i I was you know i i i had some i had scores and stuff you know and i I was skiing relatively well you know i I, you know I, i had mid 39 scores um which was okay which was decent for you know back then in 2000. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's And it was it, yeah, but it would have been it would have been my coaching really that that uh, probably secured me a spot on the on that team. That's a very interesting. You know? thing. Yeah, in yeah, in hindsight, it really is. So
1: your coaching, like, were you already passionate about coaching then?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you think and, that and, came and,
1: about? Because I mean, you. Um, not not to get don't get me wrong, but like you're you were what 19. Probably twenty something.
0: Uh, like. so when I when I met him, I would have been. Yeah. I started school at twenty two, so I I would have met him at twenty when I was twenty one. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you're twenty one. You're clearly on a path to become among the best in the world. And as you know, that can be a little lonely, a little self absorbed. But you're yeah. really, like, passionate about coaching. How did like? Were you like eager to help your friends already at an early age? What was it?
0: Um. I, well, I had the opportunity to do it, you know, because, like I said, I'd return to Saskatchewan every summer, yep. and, and then so I would, you know, coach the the, you know, if you, if you the Saskatchewan junior team, if you will. I'm not really sure if that's exactly what it was, but I'd coach all the the junior skiers in, in the province, um, and it, it, I was I definitely I was, I was definitely passionate about it from the start. It's definitely I I liked the, you know the, the psychology aspect of it. And I like you know, honing communication, you know, um, and, I, and I, I always separated it from my skiing. Like I always took, I always viewed it as two completely different endeavors and w- with very little crossover between the two, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I tried not to, I, I knew that to, to be effective, I wasn't going to be able to push, you know, my approach to or, or, or what's going on in my brain, I couldn't just, you know, push that or try and carbon copy somebody else on that. So I, I kept it separate from the start. And, and yeah, I, I I worked hard at it from right, for, you know, right from the start. It's, it's just something I enjoy doing. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. No, because I think that can come out from from different, you know, different ways that might bring you to, to be passionate about coaching. You know, sometimes it's just you, it's out of need and you're continuing to do it and then you realize, oh, I enjoy this. S- some people have it from the start. That's what they want to do. Some through ski partners and then, you know, they see results in their ski partner. They go, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's something I enjoy. Um, yeah. So here you are. You have some good scores. Through your coaching, you made your way in. You are at hmm. UL Lafayette in Lafayette, Louisiana. Slightly different than Saskatchewan tell me Absolutely. about the first week <laughs> the first few days like how was the the beginning of your uh, collegiate career
0: um the the beginning was probably pretty was a little bit rocky you know and I because I, I was older you know and, and then I and I, and I just kind of rolled in and it was just it was pretty tight knit from the start um so the, the start was a little bit rocky you know at a Couple good friends on the team immediately, um, like Tom Asher, you know, came. He was there. That he and I started the same year. Um, the, the first, the first half, of, the first until Christmas, it was it, w- it was a little bit rocky. You know, yeah. I was glad I, I was I was glad I had Scott uh, Jones, um, and you know, we went straight straight into it. Um, you know, I was there as a slalomer with the understanding I was only going to be slaloming. Um, someone, and I can't remember, it might have been one of the Seager, might, might one of the Colombian skiers, someone on our team got hurt. Um, and I was a jumper, you know, like 145 foot kind of jumper, you know, but I hadn't jumped in years. I hadn't jumped right. since I was 17. So anyway, it was like, hey, will you, will you just pick up this fifth fifth round score for us? And, you know, initial answer, no. And then Scott Jones <laughs> knew, knew, I mean, he knew he just had to ask one question. What, what are you afraid you're going to get hurt? I'm like, no, okay, I'll do it. Don't worry about it then. And I got hurt. <laughs> I got <No>. really hurt. <laughs> yeah. No at at nationals. Yeah. At nationals in Tempe, Arizona. Um, uh, ACL, MCL, PCL. What? Done. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like a 120 foot jump. Um, it was, so it was, it was down, it was in downtown Tempe on, on this river. It was an amazing site, but crazy rolly, you know, and I, and I just landed, this landed like a stand up landing, but it must've been on a roller or something. Cause just, I, I just heard, you know, whether you hear it or it's probably more of that internal vibration, which you know, it's, it's the same as hearing it, I guess, but I, I thought I broke my femur. I just heard the loudest crack and there was so much pain and, um, yeah, that was it. ACL, MCL, PCL recovery time huh what was your oh recovery, recovery time? time um but <clears throat> i mean i didn't miss a nationals, so uh you know i guess 10, 10, 10 months
1: oh wow that's yeah that's pretty fast recovery it, for all of that yeah
0: it was tough like um yeah it was tough i mean i was skiing you know, at the nationals one year later it, it was it was tough though you know yeah so I probably fast tracked it a little bit, but I worked my, my, my butt off. So, uh, you know, I, I, and that's another, uh, every time I see, see Scott, I'll, I remind him too. I, uh, you know, I remind him, you, you know, you facilitated an education, but it, it did cost me my knee. <laughs> um, wow. But you know what, the, and I, and I I love this too. Like I remind people, people that I'm coaching when they're, when they're like faced with an injury like that, like I I just share a, like that that was the moment that changed, that turned my career around. And, and, and I, and if I hadn't blown my knee, I probably would have skied through college and that would have been it, I think. Cause I don't think I would have gotten as good as I did had that not happened. And that it's, and, and my, you know, rationale, you know, it's not just this kind of reflective pipe dream thing, but my rationale is, is I learned how to work. Like I decided from that moment on, I decided that I was going to work, um, what, in my mind, what, an olympic you know the level that an olympic athlete and that's just what, how i framed it i'm like i'm gonna work and work and work and, and then you know for the next <clears throat> 10 50, probably- maybe 15 years i mean i i never i, did, I, never, I never took a day off you know yeah i'm not saying i never took a rest day but if if it was a rest day it was a, a prescribed rest day yeah, like yeah, I, purposeful I learned day, yeah. i learned how to work man um I, the last five years i haven't I, it, I haven't been able to work that, like, that hard anymore, but, uh, I did, I, I, it taught me everything. You know, I, I took that rehab really seriously. And then I just took that into just the overall picture, you know, um, where there was 10 years where like there was, you know, I mean, I obviously still drank and had fun, but there, but every single thing was a decision, everything I ate, everything I did, you, you know, yep. I was, I was clinical for a while. So it, 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 I, it, I absolutely gained through it. I still, you know, my knee is constantly swollen. I, you know, I have a lot of atrophy in that leg and it, it, I'm in pain almost every day. <laughs> um, but I, I absolutely learned from it. I, you know, it, it provided me with something for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, obviously not an injury as important as, as that. But like, as you know, I broke my Achilles a few years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: the legend that is Glenn Campbell called me. Well, actually, oh. I called him because I knew he broke. It, he broke it, and I was just asking for yeah. advice. And he said, "Mateo, I learned more about water skiing in those six months than I ever did in my career." Like kind of making yeah. the point that the, those injuries can can have a huge effect for the positive on your skin yeah. if you know how to frame them yeah. properly. And clearly, it sounded that for you, it was it was like maybe like not being able to do it, maybe. The jump was a distraction towards what you're already doing. Uh, something happened to you to where you said, okay, when I'll be back, I'm going to be working hard and strong. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and, and it just happened at the right time. I was, I was there. Um, I was by myself, you know, it, it, I was like disconnected from everything that, that had ever made me comfortable in terms of people and, and stuff like that. And, and did, uh, that, that the second half of that first year ended up being just absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I had a chat with um, with Will a few days ago, and I heard something I wasn't aware of, which is you were a four student. So clearly, yeah. you took your academics very seriously. Um, yeah, talk I, about I, that. I, like, I, what were you I, studying? You know,
0: uh, so I was studying uh, speech language pathology, um, and the clinic. Sorry, the, the campus had its own, you know, speech language pathology clinic. So I mean, it, the it, the. Uh, when, when Scott gave me this opportunity, I, 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 decided, um, that I was going to, uh, make gr- like really good use of it. Cause, cause there, like, again, like, I mean, I knew I liked to coach. I, you know, I kind of liked water skiing, but I didn't know that, that, I didn't know if there was going to be something there. So I, I, I wanted to study something where I was highly, um, and readily employable, mm-hmm. you know, immediately, yeah. you, you know, I didn't want to graduate and then try and figure out what I was going to do if, if I had something or not. So, um, yeah, I, I decided to go into that field and, and, uh, well, was close. I, I did end up with, with one B, um, my second last semester, it was like an upper level French class, but, um, but yeah, I, I graduated with honors. I, I just, I, I, I took it as a challenge cause it, it was, it's kind of funny. Like I, I, I was like a terrible stu- student in school. Yeah. Yes. I graduated early, but <clears throat> only because I decided or Ray decided I should, you know, I, right. I, I like literally wouldn't, I never did a moment of homework ever, you know, all the way through, even through the, the board exams. There's no, I mean, I just didn't study. It just wasn't something I did. And it would, you know, my my mom is an academic and, um, it would drive her nuts. And, and I I remember telling her it's not going to (laughs) matter. You know, it's not going to matter what I do. And, 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 um, then fast forward, you know, after I took those three or four years off, um, originally I was going to go to Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the first, like, so I got an offer from them first. So, so I did, I, I, I flew there first. Um, and I couldn't get in, man. <laughs> My grades were too bad, <laughs> which is, and it's funny. It's funny if, especially if you understand the rival rivalry, because you know, we were like, yeah, they, they've got more titles. We get it, but we were a better school. Like, you right. you this is where we're academics first and i mean i couldn't get into Monroe. <laughs> so then i the, the plan was i was going to visit both schools in the same certain the same trip so i then I, I i i traveled down south and um uh i was able to to meet with the president of the school um <clears throat> and he just had me you know he, he gave me special exceptions you know he said okay like you know with your permission we're gonna we're gonna disregard destroy your, your transcripts and um we're going to give you you know kind of a probationary shot at this and <laughs> wow <laughs> so yeah so uh, and I guess where I was going with that is, is you know um i it wasn't that I, I you know i i just never applied myself because i didn't want to and when this opportunity came up i, I was just going to i took it as a challenge and i was just going to um get after it so yeah i i that i lived at the library yeah So not, but not begrudgingly. So, I mean, I loved it. I loved every minute. I love, I loved studying and I just, uh, I loved learning. You know, I I probably, I didn't enjoy the clinic as much um, because kids are, kids are generally afraid of you when you're tall and you have dark hair and tattoos. Um, Like it's so plopping me in there as a, you know, uh, without much experience, I was, I wasn't that good in the clinic, Um, but I, I enjoyed learning.
1: Yeah, so basically now you're you're in Lafayette. You have a fi- you're given the opportunity to to study, and you made the decision. I'm 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 being given the opportunity. I'm going to do this. Skiing wise, you clearly have a great opportunity. Like f- yeah. from from Canada, the view is summer long all year. Uh, lake yeah. to ski, ten minutes away from campus. Um, mm-hmm. The injury, um, but um, tell me a little bit. And I know I'll ask this to a lot of guests, but obviously. 2003. I don't know how you did individually, but you won the national championship.
0: Yeah, um, you know what? I, yeah, in hindsight, I I, t- I know I tied to Gasperi. So I either he and I either tied for third or fifth, and and you sh- I you, and this <laughs> is I didn't put myself on, on the level with those guys because I remember him. He and I being on the podium. Um, so this is 2003, and, and I set up. I said, I want the medal. And he's like, Oh, Hey, why do you get the medal? You know? <laughs> and I was, and, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was along the lines of like, Thomas, you're going to win. You're going to win everything anyway. Like this, 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 this is a big deal for me. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Cause I, I just had this, you know, this, comp- I, I just wasn't, you know, I didn't view myself on their level e- even, you know, even when I was. So I, I remember, I mean, I, I, and he was gracious. He gave me the medal. Um, he probably he probably agreed he, he was going to win everything at one point Right. <laughs> so yeah i we, we, we tied for third or fifth of that year that that uh, lafayette won the title and i just can't remember where we tied on the podium
1: yeah but no but tell me in terms of team because by then it's your junior year you've been there you have had a couple oh, yeah. of not wins uh probably yeah, losses so, yeah, against we, the, the big rival yep
0: yeah, so t- so 2001 sorry we lost in arizona it's actually arizona state won um oh. led, by G- led by jimmy seamers so yeah um yeah and 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 we had a real shot but i mean we had that injury and then um it just kind of just the way it unfolded you know uh dane poxty was probably leading our team you know he was kind of our, our backbone um and then next year 2002 uh we lost to monroe in um austin texas um and that would have been the I don't know where I placed that year. That was I was I was kinda skiing on a hobbly knee and um, I, I, I skied fine for the for what it was. Um, and then the following year, two thousand three, it's when I would have tied with Degaspree and that's the year that we won. And it was again in Austin. It was a different host school, but it was it was in Austin, Texas. Um, and that was, you know, we were will asher and and myself and tom asher and mandy nightingale who's going into the hall of fame um this year yeah um um <clears throat> brad Perculis. uh y- you know i mean there was just a ton of really good skiers uh mandy williams and i don't probably kyle nightingale was already there we, we just had we had a we had an impressive we had, we had a stacked team val gilliland and um, and then you know, and on on Monroe's end, I mean, that was when Regina was, you know, skiing. That, that might have been her second second nationals, and so I mean, like the level, of, well, the level now too. But, but I mean, it was just like the, the how how deep both of those teams were for those four years was crazy.
1: Yeah, but you're not answering my question. How was it for oh. you to win as a team?
0: Oh, I, 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 unbelievable man. I mean, it, you know, it was, it was, it was unreal. It was such a, a we just said, we just said worked really well like this, like everyone, but worked really hard. But we, you know, it, we, there was just, um, there was just a, and we had it the following year too in, in 04 when we, when we lost in, 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 in Zachary. We were probably a closer team that year even, but, but, um, yeah, there was just a level of trust and, and everyone was helping each other. And, and, um, it's, it's, it's just incomparable. It, it's, you know, all the, everyone I coach, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to funnel them into this, you know, especially in this day and age, funnel them into this, into this, uh, scenario, into this program into collegiate skiing, because it's, it, there's, there's nothing like it, you know, and, and it's, it, it's, uh it was just interesting. Like, you know, like, you know, like Will and and Tom and I, you know, we, we trained together daily, we studied together, we lived together and and it was the whole package, you know, we were, well, maybe not Tom, but Will and I were training on the, uh, you know, at the same, with the same vigor off the water. Um, and and it all, everything fed itself, you know, like you know, it, it, the academics fed the, the skiing and the skiing fed the off water. And it just, it just was this perfect package, you know, and, and we had a, you know, a hell of a lot of fun in there also. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that team win was, you know, I thought I, I, that team win was amazing, but for me, the, the, the loss the following year was probably more amazing in, uh, like that loss, probably not probably that loss hurt a hell of a lot more than the win, um, felt good. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I know I know the history, and I we've said it several times. Like uh, one placement in collision in Collegiate nationals is ten points. Like one placement mm-hmm. of one skier in one event. So the fact that you guys lost by five points, that means that someone yeah. tied somewhere in there. So <laughs> yes. the, the, the way I have explained it before is, you win generally lafayette and monroe because of the levels of their skiers we're talking about points in the nine thousands ten thousands and to lose by five just yeah makes almost no sense
0: and it's never been done and 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 even even more profound i mean it was it like it literally was the last year the last jump i mean it was ryan dodd you know and 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 his last jump put him over tom asher you know who got second, and, and and if it had been flipped, we would have one won by five, by five, five. points. Yeah. You know, exactly. so it's it's crazy. So, and we we were like that. I'd never been closer to a, a, a that large of a group of people before. So, um uh then they, you know, that one stung. I was done, Um and then they went on with all pretty, almost that same team intact. They went on and won the next year. Yeah, yeah.
1: What did he? what what did it what did that experience leave with you the collegiate skiing you know like uh, maybe i mean clearly to me it seems like if that hurt more than the wind the year before that even shows how close of a group you know a lot of people call it family i mean you live with them ski with them possibly have classes with them train with them party you know yeah what did that teach you
0: um well i mean the the whole four years i mean if you look at like so so okay well back to like back to why the why that first semester was so rocky like i was only there because i had a like you know i was I had a long time girlfriend and 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 it was kind of a you know she had been, already been there for a year and I, and I had been away so it was like you know what, like i'm just gonna go to school this you know this opportunity arises i'm gonna take it and, and anyway within the first like week we we had broken up and you know and we'd been dating for like since we were children dude like right, 15 year olds right so um <clears throat> i guess why i bothered bringing that up now it was it was because so in that span of 4 years you know uh, my life completely changed um you know where i just I'd always assumed i was going to marry this one person all of a sudden i didn't have this person and then all of a sudden i break every ligament in my knee and then you know so there there was just so much like everyone, I mean, everyone could have the same story, but I mean, I just had so much growth. And then I, I went there and, 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 you know, proved to myself that, um, with, you know, the right work ethic, you know, I, I graduated with honors and, 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 and my skiing really took off and, you know, so, it, I mean, what didn't I learn? I mean, the whole thing, you know, like just, I, I learned you know, who I was as an individual, I I, I learned what I was capable of, uh, when I when I truly wanted something. And um, so I mean, the the whole thing, you know, the whole thing, and and I've got some lifelong friends from it, through it. Yeah, yeah. this is
1: not light stuff, man. I mean, people might say it in different words, but this is like insane amount of growth, you know,
0: it was something, dude. <laughs> it was something. And that, well, and and then you know, and then back to that for the first couple of weeks, dude. I mean, the world was ending. Oh I mean, yeah, on top of this, know, I mean, yeah. I mean, new, the, 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 this country that that has been my second home is all of a sudden under attack. You know, and, and so in, in the span of twelve hours, I, 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 you know, I had lost this longtime best friend you know, not, not losses and died, but you know, we, we, you know, I broke up with someone that I assumed I was going to get married. And the next morning, New York's under attack. And it's just like, Holy shit. You know, And then yeah. two weeks later I, I blow up my knee and it's just like, there's so, this is so heavy, man. There's so much stuff going on. Um, and it was, you know, and, and that's the power is, sp- well, that's part of the power of sport too. Right. Like it, it went, if, if you, uh, you know, it just teaches you how to, yeah. yeah it can hone your your work ethic it can, it can keep you focused and you know the skiing lent to the athletics and or sorry the athletics lent to, to the academics and vice versa and, and just i i i just learned everything there you know I, I i went there i i showed up there as a dependent you know um and and i left like just absolutely with you know in hindsight I'm like yeah i left like i there's nothing i couldn't do you know